You're listening to Festival Grass, a podcast diving into the business and culture of the music festival world. Well, welcome everybody to the newscast in this week's edition. Many big music festivals may not survive if the 2021 season is canceled. Belgium's unique vaccination strategy creates hope for Tomorrowland. New Zealand safely starts 2021 with music festivals. MCD boss confident live music festivals will go ahead this summer. Live Nation and Studio Brussels are selling tickets to a post-COVID rave with no date? But first, live music industry predictions for 2021. Well, Happy New Year, everybody! Listen, despite the challenging times that we are in, the future looks bright. Of course, this report in by the Megaphone Agency, which is a booking agency based in Chicago that represents some of the top new talent in the industry. As we turn the corner into a new year, we look forward to the new frontier for the live music industry. Here are some of the industry predictions for 2021. Return of the live show. We predict that there will be a gradual return to normalcy in the year that follows. Large-scale concerts likely won't be happening in the first quarter or even the first half of the year. It is going to take some time for restrictions to loosen and for people to be able to safely gather for shows. Vaccines are just now starting to be distributed, but it could still be months for the general population to get vaccinated or for the virus to run its course. At the earliest, we likely won't be seeing live shows until late summer or fall. Power shifts. While each part of the industry is necessary for its function, the dynamics between those parts can change over time. Prior to the pandemic, there was a relatively healthy amount of supply and demand in the market. There were plenty of artists out on the road, enough buyers who would be willing to bid top dollar for the best talent, and lots of fans who would pay increasingly high ticket prices to see their favorite band or artist. This may have even been considered a good seller's market, since artists and agents often got the most favorable deals. In the current environment, this market has broken down entirely due to unforeseen government regulations and businesses closing to reduce spread of the virus. As the pandemic subsides and regulations are lifted, the dynamic between industry players will look a bit different. We predict that the industry landscape in 2021 will be a buyer's market and will be more favorable to promoters and talent buyers. There are a few reasons for this shift. First, there is a surplus of artists that are extremely eager to play shows again. Many artists make a substantial portion of their income from live performances. Once it's safe to play again, there will be a wave of artists contacting promoters to book them. Second, there will be less demand from venues and fans this year to make shows happen. That's not to say that people don't want to see live music as much as they did in the past. There's very much still demand for concerts. However, it's going to take some time before everyone is comfortable to gather in large crowds again. Smaller capacity shows may be the norm for quite some time. Additionally, there will be fewer shows happening and fewer venues hosting shows. As things slowly return to normal, Concert promoters will have to navigate through changing government regulations and concert-goer sentiment in their local market. These factors will make it difficult to have the same volumes of shows that we've seen in the past. There will also be fewer venues across the country, as some businesses have been forced to close permanently this year. All of this coupled with the fact that artists and agents are requesting concert date holds 
many months in advance means that there will be a shortage of dates to book shows this year. The final reason that we predict the power dynamic will favor talent buyers and promoters is that of the principle of risk versus reward. A good deal in live music is one that benefits everyone and all parties share in that risk and reward. Deals often have high guarantees going to artists, where a large amount of the risk is placed on the promoter. The pandemic has shown just how risky this business can be, with many concerts and festivals being forced to cancel last minute. Cancellations like this can lead to big losses, especially for promoters. The industry must recognize a huge risk that promoters take, and as a result, deals may skew to favor talent buyers. Those that can make it through this year will be rewarded with some historically good deals on talent. New Indie Agencies and Promoters Another outcome of the pandemic has been all of the furloughs and job losses from large corporations in the industry. Just about every major agency and concert promoter was forced to cut costs and cut staff this year. As a result, there will be a lot of talented people who were let go from their corporate jobs that start their own businesses. The music industry is really not that big, and it's full of characters with fiery personalities and unrelenting determination. Some people that were let go from their jobs will be inclined to go start their own thing. Some of them may even have been thinking about doing it for a while already. Others may just be capitalizing on the opportunity at hand. Some of this activity has been happening already, with several new independent agencies popping up in the last year. The pandemic has catalyzed this trend, which we will likely continue to see throughout this year. To some extent, this could become a reversal of the recent agency and promoter consolidations. It may be a new era for indie boutique agencies and promoters. This increased competition could be a good thing for the business. The big corporations certainly aren't going anywhere, though. They have the resources to weather this storm and come out on top. They will still own a majority of the share market, especially when it comes to putting on the biggest concerts and festivals with the top stars in the industry. Live stream and drive-in fads. The industry has had to get creative to make the most out of a bad situation. A couple of innovative ideas that artists have leaned on in 2020 were live streams and drive-in shows. Both of these have been great ways for artists to connect with fans with limited other options available. Some artists have even managed to make these types of events profitable. While these have been good options to accommodate social distancing, they are not really sustainable for the industry long term. Live streaming can definitely be useful for artists as a promotional tool or ways to connect with fans in unreachable geographic areas. However, the notion that live streaming will replace the experience of going to a live concert or festival is simply absurd. On the business side, it is extremely difficult for an artist to generate cash flow consistently enough from live streams to be a main source of income. It is relatively cheap to put on a live stream, and artists have been able to create ticketed events or collect donations from it this year, but it's just not a sustainable business model at this time. The driving concert was another desperate brainchild of 2020, but similar to live streaming, this will also be a flash in the pan that fades away once in-person concerts return. It is an inferior substitute for a real event. Just like live streaming, drive-in shows put an unwanted barrier between fans and the performers. Additionally, the numbers just don't work to make it sustainable. Creating an extravagant production for drive-in shows requires at least the same level of expense as a typical concert, yet there is a lower capacity. This translates to fans paying higher ticket prices for lesser experiences. It's just a losing formula. However, live streaming and drive-in shows won't disappear completely, but they definitely won't be the norm. 
They can still hold ways for artists to connect with fans, and drive-in shows can be a fun novelty for concert goers on certain occasions. But the bottom line is that both these fads will decline in popularity in the coming year. The tried-and-true in-person concert will return as the best method to host profitable events. And the final prediction for 2021 is the adoption of data analytics. Now, the music industry has historically relied heavily on intuition to find talent and strike deals. Having a gut feeling about artists is really important. It's an invaluable skill to the best talent scouts that know what to look for. But it is not a way to scale a business effectively. In the new live music industry, the stakes are higher than ever and there is less room for error. Relying on intuition alone is a sure way to miss out on some big opportunities. Technology is getting better and there is an abundance of data at our fingertips. All types of businesses are using it to make more intelligent decisions. The music industry is already using some of these tools, but hasn't yet embraced them to the full extent that it should. There are limited success stories, such as record labels using machine learning and AI to identify new hit music. We predict that there will be more adoption of advanced data analytics in the music industry this year. Businesses operating in the live music space, in particular, should be using data to make more informed decisions. Cold, hard data and computerized models will never fully replace intuition. At the end of the day, music is a deeply personal and subjective product. Professionals still need to have a good ear and that gut feeling to make the right decisions. Data should simply be an indicator, not a decider. We've definitely covered live streams and the drive-in fads. It's not surprising that uh, those won't make it once we get back to real normalcy and the way things used to be. However, one thing to really recognize here is that 2021 is going to be a transition year where we're still going to see plenty of 2020 style events that have restrictions, that have policies of testing, that are going to try to create bubbles, and that are also going to supplement what they can't have in terms of full capacity. They're going to supplement with an online added bonus value package. And I think that is something that we're going to see be very, very common in 2021, that being a transition year into a sense of normalcy in 2022, where we will start start seeing live events come back to their former glory. And this is not such a bad thing. Uh, 2020 has pushed us in terms of music and the events industry to the brink and has created some amazing developments in the uh, virtual reality fields, in the live stream fields, in 3D technology, in the use of all of these technologies, I should say, that really are, are, I think are going to give those who couldn't attend events physically anyways, because of money, because of not being able to purchase a ticket, they're going to give them a way to be involved at a reduced cost. And that's only going to help the event producers because that's just going to broaden the fan base in a way that maybe wasn't appreciated as much in the past, where most people, uh, you know, were either expected to show up or not show up. It's simply creating a better product and package uh, all around for live event music. And that is something that we can look forward to seeing improved upon in 2021. Be sure to keep tuning in weekly for our music festival newscast and subscribe to our deep dives, our monthly in-depth topical discussion show with interviews and guests that will bring you insight and knowledge. Link in the show notes. New Zealand safely starts 2021 with music festival events. Now, these special events took place all across New Zealand, with 20,000 people attending Gisborne's Rhythm and Vine Festival alone. 
Following a smart health protocol, New Zealand closed its borders and adhered to strict lockdown measures early on in the pandemic. The result of these effective measures may have kept New Zealand safe, with fewer than 100 active cases of COVID nationwide. Now, New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said the extreme measures had been taken, quote, for the health of the country and our people. A 10,000-person event was held in Wanaka, and a festival in Mangawai celebrated the new year over the course of three days. Now, we hope that New Zealand can serve as an example to other countries so that we can all one day return to raving together. Now, aside from New Zealand and in Australia, where they are going into the summer and have festivals happening, many big music festivals may not survive if the 2021 season is cancelled. This report out of the UK. Anna Wade, Communications and Strategy Director of Boontown Fair, which employed around 40 full-time workers before the pandemic hit, recently told the UK MPs, quote, in terms of Boomtown, it is a very similar story as it is for all festivals and events up and down the country. Sasha Lord, co-founder of Manchester's Park Life and the Warehouse Project Supper Club, said that the UK risked falling behind Europe if actions were not taken. He warned that mass testing and vaccinations is the only way forward. Speaking to MPs, Lord said, social distancing does not work at any of these events. It's a festival. You just can't put social distancing in place. So we are anticipating that we will be operating at 100%. Lord said that the coronavirus has absolutely decimated the festival and music events industry, adding, it decimated us not just as a business, but also all the suppliers, all the freelancers during the actual weekend that takes place. The House of Commons Culture Select Committee is carrying out an inquiry into the viability of 2021's summer events. MPs will examine what support is needed for UK music festivals to return as they consider the economic and cultural impact of festivals across the country. UK Music is an industry-funded body which was established in October 2008 and works to represent the collective interests of recorded, published, and live arms of the British music industry. UK Music Chief Executive Jamie Njoku Goodwin said, While this pandemic is still raging and continues to cause devastation to lives and livelihoods today, there is still an endpoint in sight. The government is rolling out the vaccine and is openly speculating about returning to normal by the spring. But there is a serious risk that even if this proves to be a reality, lack of notice and available insurance options will mean much of the 2021 summer music season can't go ahead. In this report, UK Music is putting forward a clear plan for recovery, but the clock is ticking and any day soon, we could see major festivals and events start pulling the plug for lack of certainty. With the right support, the live music industry can be at the forefront of the post-pandemic recovery and play a key role in our country's economic and cultural revival. But there will need to be a concerted effort from the industry and the government together if we are to let the music play and save our summer. Within the report, UK Music sets eight key tasks for the government in order to support the live sector. They are... One, an indicative date for full capacity restart without social distancing. Two, a government-backed reinsurance scheme. Three, targeted financial support. Four, extension to the tax rate reduction on tickets beyond March 2021. Five, rollout of the paid 2020 local authority license fee for festivals into 2021. Six, extension 
to the business rates relief. Seven, ramp up engagement with the music industry on moonshot testing pilots so rapid testing can be utilized to eventually bring back full capacity crowds. And eight, establish a task force that can advise, evaluate, and validate the various innovations the music industry is looking into at implementing to reduce the risk of transmissions now and into the future. And listen, guys, this is just one country, the UK, who has been writing a lot. There's a lot of coverage on music festivals, a lot more than any other uh, country in the world, as I scour the internet to find all the best articles that I can in order to bring you an idea of what music festivals will look like in the coming year uh, of 2021. One of the things that we've mentioned very clearly is that six months is usually the time in advance where a festival needs to make a commitment that it will be going forward. It starts spending money, it starts getting insurance, it starts locking down artists, paying them depo- unrefundable deposits. It starts placing deposits on venues and locations and starts engaging all the suppliers that make a festival happen. And of course, these suppliers also need some kind of advance payment uh, to lock them into a sense of commitment and to book those dates for that event. So that's why when events cancel, they have a very hard time refunding a lot of the tickets because they've already spent a lot of this money within that six month period where they're ramping up the production of the event itself. And if we see this example here in the UK as being a, a microcosm of what is going on all around the world, all of a lot of other countries are going to be dealing with this already. And then we also have to remember that these large scale events are deemed as non-essential in the grand scheme of things. And so if there's any chance that the populace is not inoculated if testing properly is just too difficult, if there's just not enough potential controls that can be implemented at live events and music festival events, then governments, they simply will not allow this to happen because, again, it's non-essential and we just need to get through this without creating super spreader events. And 2021 is a transition period where I think the events will have to be small. They'll have to be very controlled and they'll also have to have full backing of the government in case something happens or something goes wrong. And that's why a lot of these festivals are wondering whether they can even go forward. Smaller ones need less lead up time. So if we're looking at summer festivals uh, into the future for most of the northern hemisphere, UK, Canada, the United States, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Belgium, France, you know, we could even go into Turkey, all these other destinations where there are some amazing festivals, not to mention Portugal, Spain. They need to decide now so that they can happen in June or throughout the summer. But if you're a smaller festival, potentially you're looking at a three month window. So April would probably be the time where you might want to decide. Would you like to be on the show if you or someone you know is a journalist with a relevant article topic or can speak to a story we have covered? Please click or forward the guest sign up link in the show notes. We'd love to have you on. Don't be shy. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. All right. Next up, Live Nation and Studio Brussels are selling tickets to a post-COVID rave with no date. This is an interesting story here. The I Want to Dance Again party begins as soon as the COVID-19 threat ends. So some people are seriously itching to get back to the dance floor, apparently. And uh, some of those people want it so badly that they're willing to put money down on an event that doesn't even have an official date set in stone. The party 
is the brainchild of Live Nation Belgium and Studio Brussels. The I Want to Dance Again rave will be held at Antwerp's Lotto Arena on the soonest possible date when COVID-19 restrictions are lifted in Belgium. That means the event will be the first post-COVID indoor rave without required masks and social distancing measures in place as soon as the time comes. So whenever this rave does actually happen, it will go all night long. It will be a bona fide rave as you would have gone to a rave in 2019. Tickets are now available. They're priced at 35 euros. For more information, we will link the website in the show notes. MCD Boss Confident Live Music Festivals will go ahead this year. Now, MCD is an Irish concert promotion company established in 1980 and headquartered in Dublin. And the boss of MCD, Dennis Desmond, is expressing confidence that Electric Picnic and Longitude Music Festivals will proceed this summer in Ireland. Asked when music fans can expect MCD concerts again, Mr. Desmond said, the summer. There is nothing to stop us getting back to normality other than the supply and logistics of rolling out the vaccines. The live music industry doesn't work on reduced capacity, he said. The return to business involves no social distance, and I see no reason why that can't happen this summer. However, Mr. Desmond ruled out any major stadium gigs. I don't see any major acts touring this year, as there will still be massive restrictions on traveling. The artists who have big productions will not be able to tour because they are dependent on doing a European tour, and that is too risky for this year. Artists who are festival artists will be able to tour because they can be hired locally. Desmond also ruled out seeking proof of vaccinations from concert goers. He said, I don't see us doing that. The vaccination of the elderly and those with underlying health conditions will protect the hospitals and the healthcare system. And finally, Belgium's unique vaccination strategy potentially creates hope for Tomorrowland in 2021. Now, Belgium, the home of Tomorrowland, is currently exploring a single-dose vaccination strategy that can allow more people to get the COVID-19 vaccine faster than originally planned. The idea for a new strategy was brought up by epidemiologist Pierre Van Damme. He said this plan would allow to reach more people more quickly and achieve group immunity faster. The plan comes just after news broke that people over 65 would receive the vaccine as late as May. If the single-dose vaccination becomes a success, more people in the Belgian population will be able to receive the first vaccinations before summer. Several experts have backed the plan, including microbiologist Herman Gossen and virologist Jonathan Nietz. Nietz agrees that a single dose can still be effective in combating the virus. Speaking with Dutch-speaking Radio 1, he said, The second dose serves to maximize that protection and activate our body's memory for maximum effect. But with that activation of the memory, you can wait six months. This strategy of vaccination where the second dose can be done later has been circulating for a while. And if it is indeed a policy and a strategy that governments will will follow or take up, then this could help the industry. Because what we have noticed is that the vaccine rollouts almost everywhere in the world have been way slower than anticipated, somewhat due to the fact that uh, the two top vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna, require really low temperatures, uh, below freezing temperatures to to transport and hold. And the fact that the Oxford vaccine, which is the one that doesn't require sub-freezing temperatures and, and can be held in a regular refrigerator, got rolled out later. And those doses are coming out now in the new year, but they, they hadn't 
uh, been shipped as early as the other two. On another note, with the vaccination and speeding up the process, there is a interesting development here. The Isle of Wight Festival boss, John Giddings, took to Twitter earlier in the week, suggesting that the UK government should put the skills of the thousands of crew that are not able to work at live events in the present and use them to help coordinate and administer the vaccination program in the UK. Uh, He also suggested that many music venues across uh, the country could be used uh, to speed up the rollout of the vaccine. The tweet read, Dear Boris Johnson, we are the music business. We have thousands of skilled people capable of running events and empty theater clubs arenas. Give us the vaccines and we will work 24 hours a day to sort it. All these people know what they're doing. They've worked with large crowds in venues hundreds of times before. I don't want to vaccinate people. I just want to set it up for people to be vaccinated easily over a 24-hour period. Why can't we do that? And that might be a good suggestion all around the world if people can work together better and tag team this effort of getting people vaccinated. If we can stretch the vaccine, the single dose and further and delay the second dose to a later time frame within six months, if that still provides uh, the correct protection, then maybe we can look at that being something that can help the industry get on its feet sooner. But in my opinion, it's going to take however long it takes. There seems to be resistance between the government uh, allowing uh, private industries and separate industries that have nothing to do with the medical industry to help them. Uh, And this might be the world over. So uh, unfortunately, it is what it is. And we're just going to have to wait and see what this new year brings. Don't lose faith. Try to keep healthy. And remember that you can join a lot of these festivals, live streams. Try to support them that way. Virtual reality, augmented reality, 3D live stream, all these kinds of things are going to benefit the industry Um, So make sure you support your favorite music festivals in this coming year. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on another week's Festival Grasp. Make sure to subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or via your chosen podcast collector. So you'll never miss us talking into your ears again. And while you're at it, if you find value in what we are discussing, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It's like telling a friend about it, but better. And it gives us a chance in that big old world out there. I know we're just getting to know each other, but come on, show us some love. We're here for you. You're here for us. So let's do this thing. To sign up as an expert guest on the show, to leave us a question or message, or to jar tip your support, follow the appropriate links in the show notes. Be sure to keep tuning in weekly for our music festival newscast and subscribe to Deep Dives, our monthly in-depth topical discussion show with interviews and guests that will bring you insight and knowledge. Link in the show notes. This podcast edited by GBA Recordings. For me, Mario. And Shanae. See you next time. Bye. 